0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the First Act Podcast. This is part three of Understanding Web3 in the Music Industry with Nick Marich. Listen in as we break down Web3 data, metrics, and how artists can utilize NFT minting and how clean links can benefit you. This is an episode you won't want to miss. And now, hosted by Harry G, this is your one-stop shop for hot talk straight from the top. Whether you're trying to build a job in pop, rock, or any other artsy schlock, here's your top dog with info that can't be bought, it's gotta be sought. So sit back, crack a six-pack, we're about to chit-chat and rip facts. It's the First Act Podcast. You said it's completely bootstrapped, and then you had an aggressive marketing approach where you were just you were writing people on social on social platforms. You said Kurt made this list of artists that are not using something like SongLink at the time, right?
1: Yeah, they're using Sound. They were the, using SoundCloud links. They're releasing on Spotify. They yeah, were
0: just like using messy links. Like when I first started this podcast, even like I didn't even really know much about Linktree right? Because I feel like that's what a lot of people use now. They use Linkfire, Linktree, right? Um, But people were like, oh, I listen on Apple Music, or I listen on Spotify. And when I post on LinkedIn, I was like, which link do I post? (laughs) You know? And then like Anchor um, provides me with like a link that I could share. So I would share that at the start, because it was like a cleaner link. And then I was like, there's got to be something better. And then I had an intern actually come to me and, and he was just like, why don't we just use like Linktree, you know it's free and i was like oh let's let's do that like what is that and so it showed me and it breaks it all down i'm like this is so much cleaner so i know that that's what link tree does i'm familiar with it so song link you said that you guys were also helping with like release strategies and stuff with artists right so if i was an artist using the platform what did i see what was my experience
1: so literally you can go to it right now it's song.link you can look up any song or album and now it supports podcasts as well. Once you click it, it shoots out all the literally like circles of those different streaming links and then it supported a YouTube video below those streaming links. Uh, a few years into it, when we added the capabilities of being able to pay per month to allow um, artists to add their ticket links and allow them to add their merch links and just things that would help build their business, ultimately seeing the vision that this micro link experience is almost better than a website. If I go to a website on my phone, I have to like go to so many different pages. It's kind of messy. And the intention for them is not direct. There's not this direct feel of call to actions. So, what you see is like Linktree, this stacked, these are the things that I'm promoting right now. Right. This is real time me right now. These yeah. are the things that are building my business or I'm focusing on or I'm promoting. That's what we saw. And we saw like the opportunity, not just, you know, I don't want to keep ranting, but we bought at the time, we bought movies.link, we bought TV.link, we bought all of these different platforms thinking what we did with music we could do with multiple industries of these too many platforms that offer too many things for one problem and being able to be an aggregator for creators to be able to share with their community
0: great and so speaking of community i want to talk a little bit about your community because you know i I, you know on linkedin i see that you're also a mentor for the schwartz um center for entrepreneurship so i know that you you can't pick just one um one experience that you've had there so i just want you to talk a little bit about what made you want to go back and be a mentor and how has that experience been for you
1: well one i'm a i'm a college dropout um i've been launching businesses since i was 15 years old i've made tons of mistakes going back to the one that of my first business after school Uh, that I literally left school to to tackle this business. And I've learned a lot of things of how to fail and then how to to learn from those failures. Um, And I wanted to give back to myself, like an 18-year-old Nick or a 21-year-old Nick that had a ton of ideas, but needed to like hone in, focus, have a mentor um, is very much like something that is really important to me. As a former athlete, I always had a a pitching coach that helped direct me and help help me think about how i'm how i'm working hard and like what are my goals and what is my vision and how am, what am i doing to get there I see entrepreneurship the same thing as, as being an athlete where if you have this idea you have to create a roadmap to tackle and uh, and uh, and do these certain things to be able to get there and so you know being able to help on a helping hand if it's brand strategy if it's uh market research if it's if it's just like how to deal with burnout uh there's been a lot of cases that you know i'm not solving the problems for all of these different entrepreneurs i'm i'm just having conversations that allow them to think differently and deeper about things that they're doing and how they can just improve as, a, as an entrepreneur and pr- probably my first one that was, one of my favorites was uh, a platform, not a platform, but it was a, I don't know if you've seen a rickshaw, but it's, uh, it's like a bike, but um, with two seats in the back, it's like, you'll see in cities around like stadiums that it's for short-term transportation. Okay. Um, and it's like a little, it's before Uber and Lyft and you know, uh,
0: is this like they, when people are riding the bike and there's like a seat in the, it's like a kind of like a, yeah, and, yeah. You see it in like you New York City or something, right? right? Yeah.
1: Right, right, right. And they have, you know, but it's it was a little, uh, and this was in like 2016. It had a little more of, um, technical nuance to it so there was like a screen in the back and like they had a platform that was like uh they figured out their their model and they brought over a top tech guy from four moms that helped build the engines of all these different little cars that like you could use for short-term transportation and paying five dollars for rides instead of like 20 or 40 dollars for cab rides um and they were somebody that really challenged me on how to think deeper about problems and how to position yourself with the right customers. Um, I always go back to that because I I felt like in the, I was in the mud with them so much uh, during the process of inception, but that's probably the company that connects with me the most. But at Schwartz, I, I, I really respect what Carnegie Mellon has done. I really respect what they've done from an entrepreneurship perspective. I really respect that um, they like my background. I'm not like an MBA and I go to Stanford and I do all of these like systematic things. Um, but they took me for what, what I was and, and saw that I had a lot of value as an entrepreneur and, and that I could, could volunteer and help support other entrepreneurs.
0: That's really beautiful, man. I um, I love that, you know, it, thank you for sharing that. Like, you know, even the fact that you dropped out of college to tackle your business, like I think that's a, a, a lot of entrepreneurs that are in college that have an idea feel like it's like almost like a rite of passage, right? Drop out of school and then like hustle hard and like build your startup and then you're going to be like Mark Zuckerberg, right? Um, and we all we always hear about the success stories, but you know, like, man, I, I'm a mentor myself and I talked to some kids that... They, they feel like they need to give everything up to focus on that, but it's actually kind of like the opposite, which, it's, which I think you guys really experienced with Songlink, right? Like you and Kurt, like you guys met, it was serendipitous, and it was really just a project he was working on on the side, right? And then he brought you on board because it made sense. You guys had complementary skills and you were able to bring something that, to the table that he he might not have been able to do, or you were just much better suited for that, and he was handling the other side that he was probably better suited for. And then it just makes sense. And then you, you only leave your full-time job or school or whatever your, your main commitment is when you really start to see it take off.
1: Looking back, if I um, if I could finish school, I would have finished school. I think it was wrong for me to make that jump. Um And it's funny, I have like 132 credits. Like I I just like took too many classes and too too many different things. But I think, and that's something that I actually want to do when I slow down a little bit here um, is finish school. Because I do think there's something about once you commit to something, finishing it will help you finish so many other things in life. And if you run from things just because of your gut feeling in some of those those moments they might be the perfect thing to do at that time but it also might be better for you to learn discipline suffering and then take that skill set and be able to apply that to your passion and like maybe you shouldn't quit your job uh, i've I, you know i've heard a lot of entrepreneurs like i should just quit my job and like start building i'm like no, you, you start building now and you build from when you get home to when you fall asleep. And you do that until you see something, you feel something, you have customers, you you see this model being created, you see this business kind of forming. Yeah. And then you make that educated decision. But it it's yeah, I wanted to be clear because it's, it's sometimes I'll, I'll drop that and um, I don't look at that as like a thing I look at it as uh, a lesson like I just learned a lot. I'm happy I did it um, but it, looking back like would I suggest that to my little brother no um, for other people no I think I think you should complete things that you start.
0: Right. And um, yeah, I didn't take it at all like that. If anything, you know, you're a guy who clearly sees the silver linings. That was kind of like the theme throughout everything that you were saying. And, you know, you're even talking about like iteration with mint songs, right? Like with with artists trying different things with minting NFTs or like going and trying a Twitter space. And like, you, you know, you're you're so much of an entrepreneur um in all of your roles, which is very interesting for me to experience because most of the people that we have on the podcast they they have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit and drive but not not too many of them have started their own m- multiple businesses really like w- like you've you've had multiple businesses and you've had a decent amount of success and I think that it's exactly what you're saying you've learned a lot along the way and you probably wouldn't be where you are if you didn't make so many mistakes right I, you know, I, um, I
1: didn't- lean on those mentors and like talked like my, my wife was like, you know, she's been my ride or die for the last 10 years. She helped deal with the, the mindset and like building. And yeah, I think also leaning on, on people to, yeah. to help, help you create that, that path was really important.
0: It helps that you come from an athletic background because I know a lot of athletes learn discipline at a young age. So that is um, that's definitely a really, really good foundation to have because a lot of people are not disciplined. My girlfriend was telling me that she was watching an interview today with Daddy Yankee. And he said that if you're not disciplined, you're letting other people take advantage of opportunities that could have been yours.
1: Great quote.
0: Yeah, this was an incredible interview. I, I really it was it was well worth the wait.
1: I had to keep you at the uh, edge of your seat, you know, I'm really glad. uh, Yeah, I'm really glad we were able to do this. It was really nice connecting with you in November. And um, yeah, it's it's great to hear that you're interviewing other people and telling stories. And yeah, thank you for having me on.
0: Remember, new episodes release every Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific. See you there.